Well, praise the Lord. Who's got the victory today? Anybody? <laughs> Amen. In Jesus, we uh, are happy for everyone that's here uh, in the sanctuary and also for those that are joining us through the Internet. And uh, the main thing is just get the word out. Amen. And, and uh, minister to people. It's a kind of a different kind of day that we're in. Uh, I know I have friends who pastor in Europe. And uh, sometimes Europe is a little ahead of uh, ahead of us on certain things, not everything, but uh, they are some some things. And they had been, uh, I had pastors there that told me that they had like a thousand people in their church, but only about a hundred show up in the actual building, and the other nine hundred are watching online. And they call him. This is a friend of mine in in uh, Austria many years ago. He said um, uh, uh, his name is. Carl, he said, uh, everybody's Carl in Austria, everybody, but any, with a K. But he said, <laughs> his name is Carl, and he said, I'm, uh, I've, I've got a church of about a thousand people, but he said, I only have 100, uh, that show up, you know, in the building. And he said, uh, the other 900 are watching online, and they're, they're sending in their tithes through the, uh, the, the, the electronic ways to do it, and, um, uh, he said, they're calling me their pastor. And every now and then they'll say, we're going to be in Vienna and we're going, you know, one, one couple was from Germany, uh, and, and they said, we're going to be in Vienna, uh, for vacation. We're going to actually come to the building, you know, so, uh, he was excited that, uh, that they actually came to the building. So praise God, you know, they were doing that a few years back and I thought it was a little strange and bizarre, but, here it is upon us, the same thing. It's a different time, different day. People get their information different ways than we used to. So um, that's all good. Praise God. I don't have no, nothing to criticize it. Turn in your Bibles to 1 Peter 5. If I'm not careful, I'll, I'll be like Brother Copeland and repeat all the announcements and everything. You know, he he repeats the whole sermon. If he has somebody else preaching, he'll get up and re-preach it his way. So you're there, you count on another 30 minutes to rehear the whole thing. So, but we, I'll try to avoid the temptation to do that. You tend to do what your mentors did and it's, it's not all great. So, all right. Uh, first Peter five, we love brother Copeland. Amen. He's been a blessing to this church and this ministry and continues to be in many ways. Um, I'm going to, I had a, I had a, I had about four sermon titles today for the same sermon because it, it it's just it's creative in in its in its um uh, just innately creative. I, I I called this stress relief, but um, if you remember the uh, Alka Seltzer commercials, they had plop plop fizz fizz oh what a relief it is <laughs> and they dropped the little tablets in the water you know and you had seltzer water supposedly helped indigestion amen and uh, so um i was just thinking about stress relief and uh you know the the scriptural title would be casting your care on the lord but uh, it's, it really is, a, we are talking about stress relief. You know, they say that the majority of illness comes from stress. 
the the root cause of almost all illness is is stress. Uh, it's not so. It's not even so much uh, what you inherited, you know, through DNA or genetics. I had a holistic type doctor guy, you know, alternative medicine fella, uh, tell me one time. He said it's like people have these tendencies from genetics inside their body, and he said. Um, there's, think of it like pulling a lever, and he says oftentimes those those illnesses will never show up unless something pulls the lever, and anxiety and stress is the lever puller. Uh, many times people that, uh, and I've read articles about this, many times people that have cancer diagnosis and different things like that, the doctors will ask them, tell me what happened a year and a half ago. Tell me what happened 18 months ago that, that caused you, uh, you know, such stress. And almost without fail, everyone had a story to tell of, you know, something that was traumatic that had happened to them emotionally that caused them something to pull that lever. Well, you know, we believe that we are born again, like I preached last Sunday, of incorruptible seed. Praise God. We've got the DNA of God. And, uh, you know, I don't care if everybody in your family died of cancer or everybody in your family died of heart disease or whatever else or uh, dementia or insanity or whatever. Uh, you don't have to have it. You can say, buck stops here. Praise God. This is a new day. You know, I'm a new creature in Christ. All things are become new. But I am going to tell you that we still have to deal with this world. How many know that? You deal with the the uh, stresses and uh, trials and tribulations that this world just automatically brings. Like one lady said to me one time years ago, Pastor, I, something's seriously wrong in my life. I said, Well, what's going on? And she says, Well, you know, uh, well, you know, we're a little behind on our bills, and and uh, and I've prayed, and these, and I'm I I I have some physical problems, and. And, uh, you know, my kids are acting weird and there's just all kinds of stuff's going on. Can you tell me what's wrong? And I've said, yes, sit down. It's very bad news. And then, oh my, I knew something. You know, I feel like I'm just a victim of a demonic target or something. I've said, well, here's the bad news. You're alive. That's the problem. <laughs> as long as we're alive in this world, we're going to encounter um, opportunities, I like to put it this way, encounter opportunities to believe God. <laughs> Amen. And if you'll start looking at the trials of life that way, it'll help you to, instead of saying, oh man, I gotta go through this thing again, you know, or whatever, whatever it is, you can say, well, praise God, another opportunity to trust God, another opportunity to see His Word work and to prove that he's who he says he is. Amen? Glory. So, um, you, you can see you can come up with all kind of titles to this message. But we're going to see what the Bible says to do about tests and trials and cares, what I call the cares of this world. And so let's just look at this, First uh, Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth 
for you. Uh, I was thinking about this message uh, a couple, three days ago, and where we live, there's, there's this little pond. It's they, I don't know. Real estate developers call this, um, you know, um, conser- con- conservation areas. We call it a cypress swamp. Okay, that's what I live behind is a cypress, in front of is a cypress swamp. But um, now it's not cool to call it that. That doesn't sell your house very good. Come live on the edge of a cypress swamp. You'll have plenty of friends in the backyard, some of them with big teeth that bite and eat your dog. But anyway, um, they're called alligators <laughs> or an alligator pit, praise the Lord. But anyway, I was looking across my alligator pit, and I was thinking, you know, you could take a stone, and if you wanted to, you could you could skip that stone across that pond and cast it, and you could you could cast it pretty far, and it would go and sink to the bottom. You'll never see it again. So casting—that's what it means. Throwing. You need to get this in your heart and your mind. Throw all your care. That doesn't mean that we aren't interested in the details of our life. How many know you have to not go asleep at the wheel? You have to watch your finances. You have to pay attention to your health and those things. And, and uh, you know, we get concerned sometimes about our children and grandchildren and, and friends and relatives. Amen. We're concerned. We're interested in what they're going through, what they're doing. But you don't have to have the care of it. And, uh, boy, I have seen people literally loaded. I mean, they were almost stoop-shouldered, hanging over almost because of all the, uh, all their problems. And uh, somebody said one time, well, Pastor, you don't even talk about your problems. I like what Teal Osborne said. He said, who wants to hear about my problems? I don't. You don't want to hear about my problems any more than I, I, I really want to hear about yours. See, can I say that? It's like, hey, we all have problems. And so if we're going to talk about our problems in order to get someone to agree with us in prayer and in faith, amen, to solve those problems, that's one thing. But just to go around and be Eeyore, the, the donkey with the, the the dark cloud over your head, uh, you know, people will see you coming and run the other way eventually because it's all down in the dumps. Nothing's ever good. It's, I don't know. I'm just a special case of problem, but you're not a special case of problem. The devil's a liar and he tells us all that. He tells us all that we are special. Something about our situation is different than others and it's not. The Bible tells us clearly that um, the, that we all, that, that whatever is, has tempted you or whatever's come against you is common to man. Amen. And, uh, the, the beautiful lives that people paint on Facebook are not always completely, um, just proper disclosure. You understand? You can get everybody together for a photograph and smiling and threaten them with ice cream later or whatever. And uh, it can all just be so intimidating. <laughs> Praise God. Now, look at Philippians 4. Now, don't everybody shout at once in here. We don't want any chaos. 
have to call in the security. Philippians. Philippians uh, 4. And um, I think we should back up to verse 4, Philippians 4, 4, because I think it all runs together. It works together how to, to do this. So in other words, you can, you can maintain the victory even in the middle of a horrible battle. Thank you for the one amen. <laughs> Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord sometimes. And again, I say rejoice every now and then. No, it says always. Always rejoice in the Lord. Amen. So I'm, I need to, I need to get it. Maybe I'm just preaching to me today, but I need to get it to rejoice when things are great and rejoice when it ain't so great. And uh, that's hard to do, isn't it? Because you don't want to rejoice when things aren't so so pretty and your life's not so pretty. You don't want to rejoice. You want to just uh, complain. Complain in the Lord. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Be depressed in the Lord. <laughs> I don't know. You can't notice you won't find any scriptures that that instructs you to be depressed. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. So he wants us, you know, the Holy Spirit, Paul wrote this, of course, but the Holy Spirit is emphasizing um us, you know the key word there is rejoice, isn't it? Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful. And this is the part that I want you to see about stress reduction. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now, if you'll do that, here's what you'll get as a result. Verse 7, the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's a very powerful verse, verse 7, because it says the peace of God is beyond all understanding. Meaning, what what is it you understand? What do you understand about your case? What do you understand about, you know, whatever the area would be, physical, spiritual, financial, material, relational, whatever your, 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 your situation is, you have an understanding of the problem. Amen. How many know what your problems are? You have an understanding of what that could be. But it says that the peace of God is beyond that. To where people will say, I don't think you're taking this seriously enough. Do you understand? What we're saying to you. I've had, I've seen people with a doctor's diagnosis and they're, they're people of faith and they're people of peace and they're people of the word and the spirit. And they say, well, this is the story. And they go, okay, well, I appreciate the information. We're going to trust God. And they're like, I don't think you understand. I've seen doctors do this. I don't think you understand the seriousness of this. I don't think you understand what could happen. You want to say, well, what could happen is the world could blow up tomorrow. I don't know. Are we going to live on what could happen? Come on. You know, um, that's crazy. But I guess they, you know, they don't want to send you to the top floor where the 
the psych ward or something. But, you know, they're, they just want to make sure that you're understanding to take this serious. But the peace of God is beyond that understanding. Amen. The peace of God is beyond that problem, that, that, that situation that you're experiencing. Now, if you'll, uh, Jerry Lee, if you'll put on verse six, if you'll put that up on the amplified, um, Philippians 4, 6, uh, I love this. And this is really the meaning, the deep meaning of the scripture. Do not fret. Now look at this. Do not fret or have any anxiety. How much? Yeah, none, see. Have any anxiety about anything. Any anxiety about anything. Wow. I don't know about you. I've got some growth here to do. I've got some, I got a little room here for me, for me, Pastor Dave, to grow. How about you? You know, I, because sometimes you almost can't help it. And you'll find yourself up in the night. You're not careful at 3 a.m. or 4 o'clock, you know, uh, thinking about, you say, well, I'm just thinking about it, but actually we can be worrying about it if we're not careful. And, Somebody said, well, if you're going to worry, worry the word. I love that. <laughs> Instead of worry means we just keep going over like a broken record, that same problem over and over in our head. And what are we going to do? And oh my Lord. And then, and then it's better just to get the, like I've said, it's really better just to get up, go in the other room, whatever, turn on the light and open the Bible, amen, or something and say, what does the word say about this situation? And you might not even feel better about it. So what? If we went by how we felt, we would never get anything done. Like I said, you don't go to work because of the way you feel about it. (laughs) You go because you want a paycheck on Friday. Amen. All right. So do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Any anxiety about anything. Like I said, I've got some some room to grow here. Probably always will have. Because, you know, life can be very real in your face. But in every, how many? Every circumstance. Well, that would cover everything. In times of blessing, in times where it doesn't look like you're so blessed. In every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request, not just well, y'all pray for me. Like Brother Hagan used to say, people would say, y'all pray, keep us in your prayers. Well, what would you want me to pray? Then they start up with, you know, typical stuff like, well, pray that I'd have more love. He says, well, you, that doesn't work because the, the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. You just need to act in love. Well, pray I had more faith. Well, you don't get faith by prayer. You get faith by hearing the word and speaking the word. Well, pray that... The, the Lord, you know, all these pray, prayers that aren't really prayable. And they finally say, well, just forget it. And he said, that's what I thought. Anyway. Definite request. With Thanksgiving. Why would you have all that with Thanksgiving? This is not talking about turkey and dressing. This is talking about the heart of spirit of thanksgiving. Amen. Giving of thanks with thanksgiving. 
Why? Because you're, you're thanking God in advance. Look, it says, with thanksgiving before, it's, it's, it's prior to the next statement, continue to make your wants or requests or needs known to God. Amen. Why would you do it with thanksgiving? Does anybody know? That's an act of faith. You're thanking God in advance. You're thanking Him before you see the result. You're thanking Him before there's a manifestation that He's answered your prayer. Thank you, Lord, that the healing is manifested. Thank you, Lord, that the money is manifested. Thank you that the favor that I need at work or wherever, the promotion is manifested. I believe that I receive it in Jesus' name. Now, you might be wise in that case not to tell your coworker that, you know, I'm getting the promotion. Uh, that might not be too smart. You could end up like uh, uh, Joseph in, in the being sold, you know, in the pit. But um, they got jealous, you know, he was wearing that coat of many colors. And they said, nah, you know, anyway. We give thanksgiving in advance. I love, but I just love that scripture. Don't you think that's a challenge for us today? It's, how many can see that's a challenge, isn't it? It's a challenge. Amen. You might say, well, not, doesn't challenge me. Well, good. I'm glad you've arrived. Praise the Lord. Uh, now look at Matthew 6.34. Praise God. If I can find. Now this is, you know, in this passage about, about, um, you know, Jesus is talking. He's telling us to seek first, in verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. He talked before about take no thought. For, you know, how shall we be clothed? What shall we eat? What are we gonna, how are we gonna make it? He said, uh, in verse 32, for all these, after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Gentiles are means for us now, people without a covenant. Amen? Stop going around saying, oh, I'm a Gentile. You're not a Gentile. You are a son of God, daughter of God, heir of God, joint heir with Jesus Christ. You're not a Gentile. A Gentile means somebody outside the camp with no covenant. So we, uh, we are certainly not that. All right. He says, in other words, those without a covenant are seeking after the things of the world. But he said, um, for your heavenly father knows in advance that you have need of all these things. He already knows that. It's not a shock to him. When you go to him in prayer, Lord, we need extra income this month. We need something this, you know, right now. Uh, we, I need a healing. He knows you have need of that. It's not a shock to him. Well, I don't know. You know, no, he knows. So it says here, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness in all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, it's in the kingdom. God's going to use the kingdom to be a blessing to you because you're a part of the kingdom. 
Amen? If the kingdom is blessed, you're blessed. Um, then it says, that take therefore, you know, if you, it's, this is in a grammar class here. It says, take therefore, if the word therefore is there, you have to know why it's therefore. <laughs> what it's therefore, right? It, it's connecting the previous thought to this new one. It's a summation. In other words, you could say in thus or in in summary or in review. But it, this is going to tie it together. Because of all that and because of these things being added unto us gives us grace to do verse 34. Take therefore no thought. Take not the thought. Don't take the thought. Resist it. For the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And now again, let's put that up in the Amplified, that verse 34. So do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. In other words, there's always going to be something for you to think about, stress about. Sufficient for each day is its own trouble. That explains, because see, that's a little blind to us. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. We don't, that's just hard for us to grasp, but that we can understand. Amen? And so, you know, don't... Don't worry about tomorrow. Focus on today. And what is today? It's the day of victory. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of healing. Today is the day, you know, this is as good as any other day. Today is the day of your miracle being manifested. God's doing something behind the scenes. To bless you and help you and put you over and, uh, in, and, and answering prayers that you've already prayed, um, responding to faith that you have put out there, responding to your confessions that you have made and the things that you've claimed in the name of Jesus. Amen. God is moving and you know today is the day of, of, of manifestation. We say, well, what if it don't come till tomorrow? Well, tomorrow's the day of self, of, of, of all that. Amen. Well, what if it's Thursday? Well, Thursday's the day of victory. I mean, do you understand? You have to keep saying, call those things that be not as though they were. Keep saying that way you want it to be, not the way that it feels that it is, because you, you, you're declaring it for yourself. If you're not careful. Amen. So, like, like I said, that, that one guy that I, little business partner person that I had in Tulsa years ago, you know, he, he, he was some kind of a believer, but a little unsanctified. And he'd walk around and he would say, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> you ever heard somebody say that? Well, I'll be, I'll just, I'll be damned, you know. <laughs> Not you, most believers don't talk like that, but you know, he did. I'll be damned. And I finally said to him, his name was George. I said, George, stop saying that. Stop saying I'll be damned because you are, because you're saying you are. It's not because God's damned you. God's not going to damn anybody. 
I said, you're damning yourself with your own words. Well, no, like I said, most full gospel people, especially Pentecostal, charismatic, word of faith, on the edge, over the edge people, praise God, cutting edge church, <laughs> latest and greatest. Uh, they're, they're not usually going to talk like that or say those things. And if they did, they would get rebuked and rightly so. But on the other hand, you know, when folks talk about how sick they are and broke they are and discouraged they are and nobody loves me and blah, 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 you know, all this garbage comes out of your mouth. And then you wonder and say, well, what's wrong? Well, I got all these problems. I'm thinking, well, because you're cursing yourself all the time. Don't argue with God. God, don't call what God calls blessed, cursed. God has not cursed you. Well, I just feel like the devil's just attacking me. Oh, wonder. Really? really? Uh, duh. You know, he hates everybody. He hates God. He hates God's creation. So what? Get over it. He's under our feet. We have authority over him in Jesus' name. And he's a liar. And he's also a manipulator and a psychopath and a sociopath. And he knows how to press your button. He knows what will get you. He knows what will discourage you. He knows somehow, you know, just from observing us. It's not because he's all, he's not all knowing like God is, but he, but like familiar spirits, they watch our behavior and listen to what we say. And they'll work on that, you know, maybe some fear you had as a child or whatever, or insecurity. They'll really work in the area of insecurity. That's how con people con you. They find your insecurity, and then they manipulate it, and then that's how they get you to do things that you shouldn't be doing. But uh, praise God, we've got victory over all that. We don't have to live in a codependent craziness. Uh, world, amen. We can say, I've, I've got the, I'm full of joy, like the song Brother Keith wrote. I'm full of joy and I've got the victory. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm full of joy and I got the victory. Nothing but nothing will keep me down. Nothing can make me sad or wear a frown. I'm full of joy and I've got the victory. And that's going to be our confession. Amen. Yeah. My mother taught me, as a, most people, Mother taught them, if you can't say something nice, you know, don't say anything at all. That's really pretty good rule of thumb about this. If you can't say something victorious about yourself, don't talk yet. Keep your mouth shut until you can get the Bible open and speak the word over yourself. I'm sorry, every Sunday I keep getting back to the same conclusion, don't I? For like 40 years, I've been beating the same drum. Of, of, you have to speak the word. Amen. It's not like, ah, yeah, you were the faith people, you're just legalistic and you're being. No, I'm telling you, Jesus said you have what you say, and there's no higher truth than this Bible. There's not a higher truth than the word of God. There's not a higher truth than the spirit of God confirming the word of God. Amen. And, uh, you know, a lot of people feel like, well, you know, I'm, I gotta, I gotta do something in the flesh to, to make things happen. No, you don't. You, you do it in the spirit. You do it in the word. Watch God work. He'll bring to pass whatever it is you need. Amen. 
Uh, John Osteen, when he was alive, of course, and pastoring in Houston, um, he had a, they had a prayer room was pretty much open to everybody. You know, they could pray before services and after. And they had a prayer room. They had a big sign up in the prayer room that said, um, Lakewood Church is not your source. Seek God for your answers. And, uh, because a lot of times folks would come to the church, you know, and, and, um, wanting the church to solve all their problems and mad if they couldn't. But he said that, he said, we have never said we're your, we're your answer. Grace Harvest Church is not your answer. Jesus Christ is your answer. The Word of God is your answer. The Holy Spirit's your answer. Amen. Pastor David and Pastor Scarlett, we're not your answer. Um, some, I, I tell you this, I have an answer for everything. What, one of my answers is, I don't know. <laughs> People say, why am I going through all this? I don't know. I don't know your story. I don't know what, whatever. And sometimes people don't always tell you everything they should. So you don't even have a clear picture if they tell you. So the only thing we can do is the job that pastors are called to is feed my sheep. That's the number one job. In some places, they've forgotten that. They've got the pastor running around. You know, he's a mechanic and a plumber and an electrician and everything, you know, trying to keep everybody going. And then they get to Sunday, and the poor guy's exhausted and can hardly focus on putting two sentences together. So I wonder what's wrong with him. Well, he's been, you know, with his head in the toilet and everywhere else trying to fix things and do things and run around because, you know, this seems to have become the job of the pastor. But that's not what the Word says. Amen? The Word says, feed my sheep. Amen. So we always want you to come here and feel like you got something, you know, some kind of piece of meat or something to chew on for the week. Amen? And uh, I think this right here that I just preached can really help you. If you'll do it, be a doer of the Word, not a forgetful hearer. Amen? And sometimes we have habits, you know, we just the way we we're very much people of routine and, uh, you know, creatures of routine. And we just do it kind of the same way all the time. But we need to change it up sometimes and say, you know, if I want something I've never had, I'm going to have to do something I've never done. And then the Lord will show you what that is. OK, praise the Lord. Let's pray together and then we'll be dismissed. Amen. Father, we thank you today. For this service, we thank you, Lord, for everyone who has joined us in the sanctuary here at Grace Harvest. We thank you for those who have uh, joined us on the Internet. We pray especially for them today. If you have a physical need in your body, put your hand where you're suffering. Jesus will touch you. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for your healing touch, your healing power right now. In Jesus' name, I command blind eyes to open deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, those with cancers and tumors and growths and places on their body that are questionable. Lord, we thank you for your healing power to touch and drive those things out, uh, any abnormal cell growth or anything like that. In Jesus' name, those that have any kind of an infection or any kind of a physical attack at all, in Jesus' name, be healed and be whole today. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, let the Zoe life of God flow through your body and touch you. Those that have mental illness, 
and um, problems with their mind. We thank you, Lord, for touching them today and blessing them in Jesus' name. Uh, in the name of Jesus, Lord, those that, that have a material or financial need, we thank you that you show yourself strong this week and, and bring those things to pass that they're believing for. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise in Jesus' name. Let's lift our hands and thank him for answering these prayers that we were prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord.